Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Star Spangled Eurovision. This is our official Eurovision preview episode, so today uh, we'll be talking about uh, just general impressions of this year's contest and song selection, and then we're going to give our predictions on who's going to make it through the semifinals, what to expect this year at the grand final, and then we'll finally be revealing the results of our Star Spangled Jury. As you guys probably know, my name is Max, and I'm here with our amazing, talented, exceptional co-hosts, Alex and Bart. Aw, flattery will get you everywhere, Max. I like how you still wave at the camera, Bart, even though this is a podcast. I'm waving to you because you're in Italy, and we're over here. He's been on camera for literally 15 minutes. Like, (laughs) you've been looking at him. Like, not that closely. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, I am in Italy ahead of the contest, and you guys will be joining me soon. Well, actually, by the time anyone hears this episode, we'll we'll all be in Turin, which is exciting. Whatever. We're ready for it. (laughs) All right. So let's just start with just general impressions of this year. So what, what do you guys think of the songs overall? I feel like that's like a really broad question, but like, yay. Like, I mean, there's some like clear bops in there that I'm going to add to my like Eurovision bop playlist. There's some that I'm going to like leave behind, um, but I feel like that doesn't change from any year. Like that's kind of an opinion I, I always hold, but no, there are definitely some queens to stand and kings to stand yeah do we stand the kings though yeah i mean like latvia like they 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 deserve like a little special shout out for being out there like you know i definitely give them points so i'm gonna give them a shout out for being original and kind of like taking it where no one else went um Oh, and I also love Norway subwoofers, you know, so... I was going to say, what do they count as? Are they kings, queens? They're kings. I mean, I, I they're wearing, like, it seems like they're they're giving off king energy, like, regardless of gender. Male-presenting aliens. <laughs> Just to get king energy. There's queen energy and king energy. They got king energy. Okay, okay. Sure. sure. Maybe you should ask them first. I mean, yeah, I'm just, like, removing gender from the equation okay. <laughs> and just using the terminology because I don't want to, like, assume, but... <laughs> what are subwoofers' pronouns? We have to find out. I also I also just don't think that, like, I am going to have the opportunity to ask them about... Like, if I meet them, my first question isn't going to be, hey, like, what's your gender, wolf? Like, that's just, like, not going to be it. Um, and then also uh, Jeremy from Belgium. He also deserves a little special king shout out. So yeah. Although I also don't know how he identifies. I should ask. Like I'm not going to ask all these people. <laughs> like it's a lot research. of questions. You've done your research before this podcast. To be no, sure. that's not. That's not my part of, in this podcast. It's not to do research. <laughs> I rely on y'all for that. Is that, is that what we do? Do we do research before this podcast? No. <laughs> Sometimes it definitely feels like we don't. I feel like you do, Bart. I think Max does more than I do. No, but like you still do some, for sure. Like, I think Bart just knows things. 
I don't yeah. think it's research. That's research. I'm just on Twitter all day. It's not really research. It's like me uh, fucking come, around at work. When it comes to Eurovision, that is research. <laughs> Anyways, what about you, Max? I mean, I. That's a good question. <laughs> Even though it's, I'm the one who asked it. Um, it's, a, it's, I think it's a bit of a slow year. That's, I mean, that's pretty much the consensus where it's like a lot of ballads. So we have to stand the, the bops that stand out basically. And then we each have our like one or two, like songs we get emotional to, which is probably more than most years. Cause usually I don't have any ballads on my lists. Yeah. That makes sense to me. But I also feel like <laughs> the, the quality of bops is not like, no, sorry. The quality of, of, of sad boy has been like or sad girl has like been like not a just because we have so many of them right because usually like there's like a few ballads and some of them are good and some of them are bad but usually they like kind of stand out for the most part because like the vocal's really good or they're like really emotional or something but this year is just so full of them that like obviously like even if just half of them are bad that's still like (laughs) 10 songs I feel like I had to like grade on a curve. Like when I was coming up with my top 10, I was like, okay, like, are we leaning into the sad summer? Are we leaning into the bops? And I just decided like, okay, I'm going to lean more towards bops. And then from that, I'm like, you can sprinkle some sad in there because let's face it. We're not going to be happy all summer. Like we're going to have our heart broken. We're going to, we're going to need those sad songs in there, but like mostly I graded on the curve of no sadness. See, that's kind of where I'm divided because I feel a little bit like there actually are a decent amount of bops, but we've just like collectively decided that like it is the sad girl, sad boy year. And I don't know what it is. I mean, I feel like as always, like things are like a response to the year before. And I feel like people thought we would just get a lot of rock um, based off of Monoskin. And I feel like instead we got kind of like, I think what both like Monoskin and Bar- Barbara Pravi showed was like a level of like professionalism and like prestige and their like respective genres. And I think that that's kind of what everyone tried to aim for this year was like, I feel like it's like the prestige pop sad girl year. Some of which like did not hit that <laughs> at all and just ended in like boring, sad person ballad territory but like I think that that was kind of like the vibe shift of this year away from just like Sasha Jean-Baptiste for backup dancers like Fuego wannabes so like that's kind of like what I see overall that's a really good point I think and it's it feels like a culmination of a trend that started probably I don't know like four or five years ago definitely with I don't know if it started with Salvador Sobral, but it kind of like really took off with Salvador Sobral where like, like people started taking the contest a lot more seriously and started thinking, believing that they could send like actual, like good prestigious music as opposed to like the kitsch fest that Eurovision was definitely in like <laughs> the, the like the 2000s, going into this last decade. I would have to make slight correction and say like the back-to-back of Jamala and Salvador Sobral. Yes. Okay. Fair. I think it really started with Jamala. Mm-hmm. I mean, before that it was just like, yeah, like a really good pop song would win 
or like something like Conchita or, you know, something like a lot of symbolism that was still good, but, you know, there's still a little bit of the kitchen there. But then I think, yeah, with Jamala and, and Selfers Abral, we're like, oh, we can like start taking this contest seriously. And that's when sort of it started getting a lot more attention, I think, especially in the States and a lot of other places. So, yeah. So I think we're just seeing that kind of culminate into like, okay, now everyone's sending prestige, sad girl, sad boy, like indie sounds, especially like even more emulating Duncan Lawrence than they were Monoskin or, or mm-hmm. Barbara Prouty. Especially because Duncan, like Arcade became such a big hit in the, in the last like year or two, right? Yeah. And I'd say too, I mean, I think the other thing about this contest that just like can't be ignored is like the Ukraine war factor. But I feel like a lot of like the question is like, well, if it weren't for Ukraine, like who would win? But then I'm also like, I feel like there's just too many counterfactuals in there where like it doesn't really feel right for like a wild bop to win. And I think especially last year, like everyone thought like a dance bop would win. So it was like, we're ready to party after COVID. And instead the kind of like, I don't want to say angry, like rock and roll, but instead the very kind of like breaking out, like frustrated, like that kind of vibe one. And this year I think like we're fully like, yeah, like COVID's never ending. Like there's a war, like life is like difficult. Like it just doesn't feel right. Like, so I feel like there are bops that I feel like in other years, like we'd be really talking about like Latvia and we are kind of talking about Spain as a contender, like, and Norway's up there too. But I feel like it's kind of just like, it's not really giving that vibe at the moment um, for like a lot of different factors that are happening in the world. Yeah, for sure. Also, the other thing I noticed is that this year is extremely divisive. I feel like no one can agree on who the, who like the faves are as far as like their personal faves. Um, I feel like everyone's like, okay, like Ukraine, Ukraine's obviously a contender to win. Like, and then there's like Sweden and Italy and some others, but like overall, like no one's really centered around like, oh, like this is the clear winner or like these are the two or three people who are like, these are the main contenders. Everyone's just like, no, Greece is the best. No, Sweden's the best. No, this or that. And like, no one can agree on fucking anything. It's kind of wild, but makes this so much more like fun and unpredictable. Except for like Ukraine probably will win. But <laughs> usually the three of us always agree on like one thing that we're gonna stand. And this year we're like all over the map on like every oh, yeah. single song. And we'll talk more about that when we get to our Star Spangled Jury results. But before we do that, let's take a look at the semifinals and let's uh, let's uh, think about who's gonna make it through. So semifinal one, we have. Albania, Latvia, Lithuania, Switzerland, Slovenia, Ukraine, Bulgaria, Netherlands, Moldova, Portugal, Croatia, Denmark, Austria, Iceland, Greece, Norway, and Armenia. All right, so I think definite qualifiers from semi one. Um, I think Albania probably, not even probably, I think she definitely will qualify, Renella, because. Okay. It stands out. Like also, I didn't see the full staging. I didn't see the full staging, but like she definitely mixed it up from the initial performance that she did in Albania. Um, it's going to be a lot more striking, and it's like a it's a it's a super memorable song. Like it's it's in my top. <laughs> I mean, have we decided whether it is or isn't a song yet? <laughs> I mean, no. no, like it may still be a vibe, but like it's a vibe that, that I'm jiving with. <laughs> Same. 
And then the next one, like Latvia, obviously it's going to qualify. So people are divided on Latvia, but I think there's no way it doesn't qualify, right? No, I mean, I think, I think like the major, the major question is like how popular it's going to be, because I think a lot of us who have listened to it beforehand know what that first line is. And they're clearly not going to say pussy at Eurovision. So how many people are going to know? I still think that it's like super quirky that it's about, um, you know, like being green to the environment and like eating healthy or whatnot. And I think that that's going to resonate enough to like get it through. But I do wonder like how much it's going to, if that shock value is gone, like, because in all honesty, like in listening to the song, He's constantly referencing that first sentence. But if you listen to the version where he doesn't say it, then it's it's not as striking as it is like it doesn't like you're not constantly reminded of it the way that you are. Um, I mean, there's got to be a way for him to just put in like a meow to make it like very obvious that. Yeah. And that, I, think, I, think, <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to do that, too. But still like we'll see how how they stage it yeah um my one concern is that i wonder how much jury love they'll get i think there's no question that they will like storm the televote in a way or maybe not storm it but like do extremely well with the public it's just yeah well there there's going to be enough jury love in there to get it through which i think there might be i mean it's it's a fun funky jazzy like there's no, there, I don't think there's anything that juries won't like necessarily. It's also like hard for him to like vocally fuck it up. Like, oh yeah. Like I feel like I feel like this song, in contrast to like especially more of the sad sad bops, it's dependent on the entire band, right? Um, and they just do a really good job. And if we look at you know especially like Sax Guy, you know. I feel like this kind of fits into that type of vibe music wise. And like that's always done somewhat well. So so we'll see. Makes sense. Any other definite qualifiers other than Ukraine, obviously will qualify. I think there's no question. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that um, the Netherlands is for sure going to qualify. Really? Yeah. I think Netherlands is on the edge. It's not, but yeah, I mean, like Netherlands and Greece, I feel like are like, they are both sad bops, but like, number one, the singing in in Dutch and the song itself is just super memorable. And then Greece is just one of those that like sticks in your head, like it's going to be really good. I think that because they're in the same heat as like Iceland, Iceland probably isn't going to make it just because... I don't, I think it's going to be really hard and maybe even like Portugal, like it's going to be hard for people to vote for those two, but then like also voting for the Netherlands and Greece. And in the end, I feel like those two are probably going to be the top two, like sad songs in that round. I can see that. I think Greece more likely than Netherlands actually to make it through just based on some rehearsal footage, but I mean, I definitely think that both are going to get through. I think that I have as definite, like, Latvia, Ukraine, Netherlands, Portugal, Austria, Greece, and Norway are the ones that I definitely think will get through, with Albania, like, slightly below that. Like, I, I could see it maybe getting robbed, but I think they do always go through. The ones that I have on the edge that, like, I 
hope get through, but like might not, is obviously Croatia, which I will pull for, though I don't really think it's going to get in. I don't Um, think Croatia's going to get through, not with all the other sad girlies on this list. Yeah, it's going to be rough. She's not even that sad. She's just conflicted. She's just confused. But I do think Moldova will get through, is like my take. Is that any of that will be like the left, like the strange, like out of left field bop to get through? I see. Okay, so I agree like a thousand percent. Like, Norway's gonna make it through. Like, there's just no way. It's just there's no way Norway doesn't make it through for sure. I think Austria might be in danger because I don't know if they can pull off the vocal. I think it might not sound good. (laughs) I agree with that. Yeah. So, if they can pull it off, I think they'll make it. If if that that well vocal isn't good, I don't think so. It's very much a make it or break it on that one. I like Armenia, but I don't know if it's gonna make it through. I mean, I would be happy again with this lineup. Armenia blends so well with like Iceland and Portugal. Yeah, that, like, I have yeah. no idea which one of those three is going to make it. It's not going to be all three. Which of them. honestly, it could help. Uh, Lithuania and Slovenia. I'm not just because they're different. Though. They're just like a different vibe and there's so many of the sad songs in this heat. So big question, Alex. Do you think Denmark is going to qualify? No. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's got to one screw, but no. <laughs> We're all agreed on something. Wait, do we not all agree that Iceland isn't going to make it through? I agree, agree on that too. Yeah. My hot take though is I think Bulgaria might actually make it through because it is the only rock song and will stand out. <laughs> no, that's not true. Disco is rock-ish. It is not. <laughs> not. <laughs> it's with the band. <laughs> band does not make it rock. Just like I would not even like technically Denmark is like rock, but oh, yeah, it's Denmark only the is... last minute. <laughs> I mean, I think Denmark is more rock than Slovenia. No, is. that's super true. That's super true. So you're saying that Bulgaria is going to Denmark? That's so rude of you, Max. I just think Bulgaria stands out, and there's an audience for it. Like the like older dudes who are watching it, like dads might vote for it. You know, there's like a subsection of people who will be much more excited to vote for Bulgaria than they are for Denmark. Okay, but maybe the lesbians will pull through for Denmark. We don't know. I mean, even though, like, I'm not pulling through for that. We're pulling through for <laughs> Latvia. Lesbian TikTok is what got Latvia off the ground. So I feel like that uh, lesbian vote's going to Latvia. No, I mean, you make a very good point. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Oh, we can agree Switzerland's not making it, right? Okay, but people think it will make it because people love that shit. The thing is that, like, oh. all of our qualifiers are biased by the fact that, like, we're anti-sad boy and the juries are very they not do love anti-sad boy. Oh, right. Ugh. Okay, but can we also, can we also real quick talk about Lithuania, though? I think it's going to make it. I don't think Well, no, because I know, I know that it's, like, it's one of Max's, like, top, so I wanted to, like, you think it's going to make it? I mean, it is different from the others, like, but it's also so early on, and it's right after Latvia. I think it's enough of a contrast from Latvia and from Switzerland that it'll stand out between the two of them. And, again, I don't, I think that, like, weird, like, 
post-Soviet nostalgia, even though Russia is not in the contest or Belarus, to be fair. Um, it's like, I feel like it's pretty appealing to just Eastern Europe in general. So I think there's an audience for it. I think it's going to stand out in the running order and she's going to perform it well. And like, this might be the Twitter bubble talking, but people love that song, like a lot. Um, So I don't know. I feel like it's going to make it. It's not certain, but I feel like it. We'll see. Yeah. We will find out if Twitter is real life or not. Because I feel like True. that for me is the most classic of like people on Twitter like this and anyone else would listen to it and be like, no, like, yeah, I don't enjoy true. this. Very fair. All right, let's move on to semi two. So we got Finland, Israel, Serbia, Azerbaijan, Georgia, Malta, San Marino, Australia, Cyprus, Ireland, North Macedonia, Estonia, Romania, Poland, Montenegro, Belgium, Sweden, and closing off with the Czech Republic. Definite qualifiers. I think, I hate, I hate that I think this, but Finland is going through. I like left them off my list because I don't want to acknowledge it, but I only have nine countries going through and that's probably the 10th one. I have as definite Serbia, Cyprus, Estonia, Poland, Belgium, and Sweden. Some of those probably aren't fully definite, but I feel like those are the ones that I really see going through. And then as probables, I have... Malta, Australia, and Czech Republic, although I know Czech Republic's vocals have been dicey. Yeah. I think we can't bet on Belgium. We've been scorned too many times. That's true. I will anyways. (laughs) Touche. Touche. So I also, like, after uh, San Marino's rehearsal today, I can't imagine it not going through. It's freaking ridiculous that staging like i really don't think it's gonna make it there i really don't that's how we thought about the robots (laughs) 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 i just i feel like we can't underestimate akili lauro and his showmanship that's all i'll say sure Someone on Twitter calls him like a gross young Michael Bolton, and I was like, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so staying in, staying in my Serbia, um, I think that, uh, yeah, Cyprus is going to make it through. I think that actually Ireland might be a wild card and might get it if Brooke can like get her act together and like stabilize her vocals a little bit. Um, Girl, we all watched that live performance. Yeah, I don't but know that, what you're talking about. No, but that live performance was after she won. That was like her like redoing the performance. So still, like, and she's young. So maybe maybe it'll be a little bit better. Uh, I think uh, Estonia, Romania, Poland, and then like the last three also have a chance. I'm not saying that they're going to make it through. I know that I'm probably over 10. I didn't count, but... I have hopes. Honestly, I think Ireland and Romania are both not going to make it through. Ireland, because I don't think they're going to pull it off. Because even when Ireland sends songs that we like, they just, they don't stage them right. So, yeah. <laughs> just, or, or Ireland they, is not going to make it through. They butcher them vocally. Like, yeah, they never get, yeah. they never get the, the crown jewel. <laughs> um, And then Romania, I just... A poor thing. I don't think he stands out. <laughs> but wait, is it? It's my year for Malta, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Malta's gonna make it. I, I think Malta will make it. Yeah. It definitely might. She's gonna make it because honestly, like that's just all how we feel. Like we're trying to rediscover who we are. <laughs> Um, and we can also agree we're probably saying RIP in peace to Montenegro and North Macedonia. Ugh, yes. Yeah, although honestly, I still kind of like North Macedonia. I think it's no. kind of a bop. No. <laughs> I think they could surprise us. North Macedonia has surprised us before, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. I said that she would be good tomorrow, <laughs> and she was. Look at I, you. Don't, I don't think this is about to win the jury vote. Okay, but. I mean, like, yes. When, I'm not going to lie. When we saw tomorrow, I was like, oh, God. And then I may or may not have actually actively shed a tear during the moment. <laughs> so I, like, definitely, I definitely take back that slander, like, girl, with you all the way. So I will give him, I will give him the chance. So my question for y'all is we have... <laughs> We have the two gay bops, Romania and Israel. I don't think Romania is going to make it if it's if it's up against Israel because Israel will be staged better. I don't think either of them are going to make it because they're both horrible songs. <laughs> <laughs> One of them has to make it. No, you think that. The world does not think that. <laughs> but I think we can all agree that uh, Sweden is going to make it. Yeah, obviously. And it's going to be glorious, and I can't wait to see it twice. <laughs> Alex's steaming hot take of the day. Sweden will qualify <laughs> for the Eurovision Grand Final. But I don't, honestly, okay. I, when you said that you felt like for sure that the Rasmus was going to make it, I'm not super certain. They're, like, the, they stand out as far as, like, they're, one of like what two rock entries in this semifinal, the other being San Marino. And then they're a big name. I no, think I mean, I'm they, aware of how big they are, but yeah, that hasn't between name recognition been, and there's been name recognition before where people have just performed poorly. I mean, granted, they've been like from the UK, but still, <laughs> I think they'll make it through. I think they'll make it through, unfortunately. All right, let's move on to uh, predictions for the grand final. Let's start with talking about the Big Five. I think the Big Five actually really showed up this year. Do y'all yeah, agree? I mean, if, yeah, so if we were to rank them from, like, not good to good, I think we'd put Germany in the bottom. Yeah. Then we'd put um, the UK. Then we'd put... France, then Italy, and then Spain. Oh, we is very subjective there because that's not how we would do that at all. <laughs> okay, yes, like Spaceman, but it's arguably trash. No, and so I heard him sing it in, in the in, in in Berlin, and it sounded like shit. So I okay. Here's I do think that they're all good. I think that the I mean other than Germany. Sorry, um, <laughs> I was like oh. That is a take. <laughs> the rest of them are definitely all good. My thing is, like, I honestly don't get winner vibes from any of them, as high as they Fair. are in all of the odds. Like, I think Rivity is really good, but I don't think it would win. I think Spaceman, he won't be able to perform. 
I think Fulen is, like, really good and really unique, and I'm glad they sent it, but I don't think it's going to win. Of any of them, I think Chanel would have the best chance of winning if it was, like, a different year. And if we hadn't just had, like, four years of, like, Eleni Ferreira wannabes. No, um, okay, but at the same time, like, yes, we did have Eleni Ferreira wannabes, but there are a lot less of them this time around, and I feel like we've made the argument in many other seasons that there were too many bops like it, that it was going to split the vote. So if anything, Chanel could, I mean, I'm not saying that she would, but I'm saying that if there's any year where that would be beneficial, it would be this year because there aren't as many that sound like her, you know, that carried that Eleni Ferreira energy. I think we're like two to three years away from an Eleni Ferreira wannabe winning is like my take on it. Like I think we're a little too close. Although I think that yeah, there's a there is a chance because of just like the number and quality of ballads that we have that that could split the vote in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. so Chanel, if there's a chance for her, it's because she's taken advantage of the fact that like everyone's splitting their votes, <laughs> and somehow she like sneaks in there. Um, but. Overall, yeah, I agree that I don't really get winter vibes from any of them. But I will say that, like, you know, while Italy and France are usually pretty reliable in sending pretty good songs, uh, usually if Italy and France are good, then Germany, Spain, and the UK are trash. And this year, only Germany is, like, fine. And then the rest are good, in my opinion, which is, like, shocking for the big five. And I think, actually, there's a good chance that four of them will end up on the left side of the scoreboard, which is, like, unheard of. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> predicting the actual results of the grand final, how much do we think that Ukraine is going to win? How how confident are we? I like my thing is just like looking at who is like rumored to potentially win. Like the top four right now are Ukraine, Italy, Sweden, and the UK. And I just don't imagine Italy, Sweden, or the UK winning. Like, I think in a different world, like, Spain could win. Or, like, I mean, like, maybe Greece. But I think that that's just my bias. Like, I could see a world where, like, Greece or the Netherlands won. But I feel like where we are right now, like, I just, like, can't. There's nothing that I see, like, beating Ukraine. Okay, I I think that, like, kind of the the politics that played out um and this obviously i'm just kind of like excited to see to see this tested like i'm not saying that this is based on any empirical evidence but that when ukraine won last time like yes malala had like uh jamal had an excellent song (laughs) malala (laughs) Malala. (laughs) no i mean she had an excellent song and like i know i gave it a lot of points but if i'm being completely honest i just don't think that ukraine's entry just in general is like incredibly good and it's not like russia's in this competition that there's like something to prove on that level so personally for me when i was thinking about it i was like i originally was giving them 12 points but then as time went by i'm like wait like they're gonna do some a lot of them are like gonna talk about you know war is bad and you know like give their support, but I don't necessarily think that that is going to translate as much through votes just because Russia's not in it, right? 
Russia was in it last time. People were making a, or some people, it was like a political vote of like, oh, like I want to make sure that Russia doesn't win because they don't deserve the win. But like, you can't say that at least like my 12 points are going to Serbia. Like, I mean, yeah, Serbia has problematic things in their country, but like, you can't blame what's like going on in Ukraine on that. So that's part of what's been on my mind, which I'm really interested to see how um, it's going to play out. But I just, I don't see, if we're just looking at song quality, I don't see Ukraine winning. Because going back to Bart's point, like, yeah, the chorus is good, but like the rap is like, not great. Like, it's just, it's not, it's a good song, but it's not a great song. If Ukraine were to have won, like, it should have been, like, last year. That was just a, they're just a much better band and song. I was like, okay, but, like, what is going to beat it? Like, what do you think is going to beat it? No, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that I know who's going to win. I'm just saying that the poll of, oh, there's conflict in that country and we're making a statement, I think that it would have been a lot bigger had we allowed or had they allowed Russia to participate. But it's not like there's like a dual poll thing or like if Belarus was there and have like a great entry. Like we don't have that. Here's the thing though. I think it's going to depend on whether the juries take politics into account and they're not, we know they're not supposed to, but they do. Right. And so I feel like if the juries come in for Ukraine um, and vote for it a lot, even if they don't give it, you know, all of their points, um, then Ukraine has a very good chance of winning. Because I think in the televote, like, even if the song isn't the best, like that performance, like there's no way it's not going to be massively powerful, right? They're going to find a way to like really like tie in the conflict, really get, you know, pull in people's heartstrings, even if there's a fucking like, like QR code on the screen, like, there's just so many things like people are going to vote for it because it's going to be a very powerful performance, even if they're not subconsciously like, Oh, you know, like Ukraine deserves 12 points because it's like they're in a war. Um, but yeah, I think there's just something's going to pull the audience in regardless of kind of what happens, but we'll just have to see whether the jury agrees or not, because the jury could very well give all their points to Sweden or something. <laughs> um, in which case, I think Sweden might actually... I think the biggest contender might be Sweden, but I don't think. I, I mean, the other part of me is also just thinking, like... And this is where I think, like, the three of us disagree. Like, I think that, especially the televote, like, the people... The majority of people who watch Eurovision are, like, families at home and, like, a lot of young people who aren't necessarily just going to feel as connected to like this whole granted. Yes. I know it's, it's happening in Europe, but that's not going to be like completely front and center for them all the time. And it has been for the last two months. No, uh, Yes, it has been, but I don't, I don't think that they're going to necessarily do like a, Oh, like I'm helping Ukraine by voting for them in Eurovision. Like, I don't know. And I also, to your other point, Max, I think that probably a lot of performers are going to do something. But see, I just feel like, yeah, but like no one's going to care about like the weird random shit they do. And I actually disagree with you because I actually think the song is good. It's maybe not the best song, but I think it's good enough 
that based on how good the song is, based on like how well the televote responded to like the Ukrainian folk mixed with electro, like it's literally the same flute player who like got all the points with Goa last year. Like I think Goa's song was better, but it's like a tried formula that like clearly worked well last year. And I think just because Ukraine has been in the background of everything, it'll just like people will just pay more attention to that entry when it comes on and like, like might tune other things out, but it'll just be like a, something that's like in their head. And it, I don't know. I just feel like it's really hard to like compare some of like the more just like boring generic balance to it, both as like the jury. And I think as the jury, like even if people aren't giving it all like their 12 or 10 points, I think every jury will give them like some small amount of points and then like probably Poland will give them 12 points shocker. And just like between that and like enough of people and like the public giving them votes, like it'll kind of add up. Like I think they'll probably lose the jury vote overall and they might not even win the televote. But I think that for both, it'll be kind of just like a solid enough player that it'll win. I agree. I think that, I think the point about it just being on everyone's mind and like people like, uh, just being very curious about like what Ukraine sends or how Ukraine like gets to Eurovision, like that whole story in the midst of a, of a war. I think that's just the fact that they'll have people's attention at all um, is more than we can say for like a lot of countries. You know, like they're definitely not going to be the bathroom break in any in any universe. So yeah, I think that there's just a lot of variables that are going in favor of Ukraine. Which, you know, deserved. But they probably won't host next year. <laughs> I agree. I think it'll be deserved. But there's only one way to find out. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I won't, like, in all honesty, like, I won't be upset if they win. Like, and I don't have an issue with the song. But, like, as I said before, I started off with 12 points. And then, in my mind, I'm like, okay, but, like, that's not going to help, like, end the conflict. Like, I do that in my like yeah but most people only have one iteration of their top 10 not like 20 like you've had over the last yeah. few months and i think that most people will have them in their top 10 when they first think about it and like aren't gonna be like what's the what's the ana- impact analysis of like if i'm ending the war in ukraine by voting for them a few times on the app yeah, they haven't had two months to listen <laughs> and decide that it's not give, getting their 12 points. <laughs> All right. So let's move away from predictions and talk about who uh, our favorites are and reveal the results of our Star Spangled Jury. The way this will work is we're splitting the, you know, much like they do at Eurovision, we're splitting this into the professional jury, which is the three of us, obviously. And the televote, which is the votes that you all sent in. So thank you very much for anyone who sent in their top 10. Um, we got lots of people sending their stuff, their points in. Um, so we got a pretty, we hope, accurate result, at least for the televote. And then our, our jury votes have influenced the other 50% of the score. So uh, before we figure out who won our professional jury vote, let's just go through and each give our top 10s. So, Alex, do you want to start with yours? Sure. Okay. So, as I feel like I've stated many times, I've gone back and forth, and this just happens to be today's top ten that was not the top ten, like, two weeks ago. Uh, so, uh, 
Do I start with number 10, I guess, and then go down? Okay, um, so my number 10 is Belgium. You're one point. One point, sorry, one point's Belgium. Two points for Armenia. Three points for the Netherlands. Four points for Cyprus. Five points for Norway. Six points for the Czech Republic. Seven points to Albania. Eight points to Latvia. Ten points to Spain. And 12 to Serbia. Woo! Yay! Woo! <laughs> All right, Bart. Um, I am giving one point to Ukraine, two points to Estonia, three points to La Belgique, four points to Cyprus, five to Czech Republic or Czechia, six points to Latvia, seven to Poland, eight points to Croatia, the eccentric Bart favorite of the year, <laughs> ten points to Portugal, and the elusive Duzbois to Amanda Tenfjord of Greece with Die Together. Woo! All right. And then my one point goes to Italy, two points to Slovenia, three points to Lithuania, four points to Czechia, five points to Ukraine, six points to Spain, seven points to Sweden, eight points to Poland, ten points to Latvia, and my deux points go to La France. No surprises there. <laughs> yeah. So what I really love about this is that none of us gave each other's top, like number one, any points. <laughs> We've been in here too long that we just spite each other and decide that we hate each other's favorite songs out of spite. I like don't even hate it. I'm just. I don't know. It was. At one point, I agreed with you. Let's just put it like that. And then times are changing. Okay. I mean, I have Greece as my 32 and Serbia as my 18. So. The other hilarious thing is that Alex changes hers like every two days, whereas I made mine like three weeks ago. And then today I was like, yeah, that looks right. <laughs> like, I'm just going to leave it. I made like two adjustments. I think I moved Ukraine up today and Italy down. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> um, all right. So. Combined votes for our professional jury, adjusted for points. So that means Latvia comes in first uh, with our with 224 points from the jury. Spain comes in second with 149 points, and Czech Republic comes in third with 140. It's actually tied with Poland, but comes out ahead because Czechia scored higher with the televote. France got 112 points, as did Serbia and Greece. Um, also in that order, because that is the televote order as well that they came in. The three countries we all gave 12 points to and no one else gave any points to. <laughs> yeah, pretty much is what happened. Um, Portugal, Croatia, and Cyprus rounding out the bottom. All right, so the televote... The points that you all gave. So here are the results of the Star Spangled Jury. Televote. In 10th place. <laughs> We're going to go from the bottom up. Actually, yeah. 10th and 9th place tied with 62 points each. We have Czech Republic and the UK. Next up, we have Belgium and Latvia, both tied with 83 points each. After that, Italy has 87 points. 
In fifth place, we have Sweden, 91 points. Serbia comes in fourth with 98 points. In third place in the televote, Spain with 107 points. In second place, Ukraine with 145. And the winner of the televote is France with 150 points. Woo! So for all you math nerds out there, we're combining the two. Remember, each is worth 50% of the score. So the winner of this year's Star Spangled Jury is Latvia! Yay! Eat your salad! Reggie's and pussy for all. <laughs> yeah. Um, please I can... don't say the word. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Latvia comes in on top, um, followed by France and then Spain. So good job to all three countries. I mean, yeah, maybe Congrats. they just go for a completely different vibe. They're just like, oh my God, we're all like super sad again. We need something completely different. And they're like, and that difference is pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that the top three are actually not ballots. So that's exciting. Who would our other points go to, Max, for the whole 10? So um, in fourth place is Serbia. In fifth place, Czech Republic. In sixth place, Ukraine. Seventh place, Poland. Eighth place, Greece. Ninth place, Sweden. And tenth place, Portugal. Congrats to all those countries for scoring in our Star Spangled Jury. Yeah, I'm sure they're all like, it's like a bigger honor than Eurovision itself. <laughs> it really is. Max, should tweet at all of them later. Yeah. Let us know when they were. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly and what I'll be doing. When, be like, when Latvia doesn't win the actual one, they'll be like, but wait, these Americans, they told <laughs> us. They told us we won. They won our hearts, and that's what really matters. Who needs the glass microphone when you have us and our love? <laughs> that like didn't sound super appetizing, but like I'll take it. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a trophy when you have us? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening to our special Eurovision preview episode. We hope you have an amazing Eurovision week, whether or not you are in Turin. And if you are in Turin, we'll be around not giving you any content because we'll be too busy having fun. But if you see us around, say hi. And thank you for listening. Uh, to everyone who sent their points in. Thank you again. Um, thank you to everyone who's been with us all season. We'll have one more episode for you after Eurovision, our official Eurovision debrief. Probably will not be coming out that Monday. We'll be too busy traveling home. So, you know, stick around. We'll let you know when it's coming out. Uh, but stay tuned for that Eurovision debrief. And we'll see you guys in Turin and after. Bye, everyone. Bye.